He's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's the Mark K Show. Listen, like, share. Man, I try. I wanted to get those out faster. Like, share. I gotta. I gotta work on that. What's up? <laughs> Happy New Year. What's everybody doing? How's it going? Look. I'm almost done with my studio wall. I promised you I'd be done with it by New Year's. And, well, there's a resolution I already failed at. Oops. Uh, but that's okay because, you know, it's a work in progress. You get to see. the work. We'll all look back at this one day and say, wow, remember when you didn't finish that wall and we could all see the blue paint underneath it? Eventually, it's going to be good to go. Listen, thanks so much for being here. We have a, we, there's th- we're going to talk for like an hour. So a lot of people, uh, lot, back before Christmas, what I did was I, um, I did a little survey. And I said, hey, what do you people want from me? Because I read this book uh, saying... You should always ask people, what do you want from them? And then just give it to them. And that's how they're going to be really happy. Uh, And so what I did was I created the survey and I said, hey, what do you people want? And you people said, number one, you want more of those fun video rants that I do. And I was like, great, because I love doing them. And there's so much great content. There's so much to like rant about. So we're definitely going to keep that up. That's going to be happening in the new year. Another thing that everyone said was we want more live feeds, Facebook Live. You know, Facebook, they've been advertising, go live, do this thing live, live's great. And we've got all the necessary equipment. We've got a lot of stuff that we need, want to talk about. So we, uh, we're we going to be, do- oh, hold on, wait. I mean, you guys may be getting feedback. Are you guys getting feedback? Is that better now? That might be better now. And uh, anyway, so what we that's one of the other things that I, I vowed to do to give you more of these live videos. So that's another thing that we're going to be doing. And by the way, comment if there's any audio problems, because this is going to be, uh, like I said, this is going to be a work in progress. If I'm too loud, if I'm too soft, if you have any kind of disruptions, I'm going to try to work things on my end. Um, I'm going to try to make sure everything works accordingly so that it's fun for you to listen to. Uh, in fact, a lot of, here's another thing. A lot of folks said, hey, do you have a podcast? Because, you know, I, I can't work. I'm at, I mean, I'm at work and I can't live, watch the Facebook, whatever, but maybe I could listen to you on the podcast. We're going to work on that too. Right now, here's the thing though. This is kind of like a podcast. Visually, I ain't going to do nothing. I mean, I'm nice to look at from time to time. If you're drinking, uh, continue to do so because the more you drink, the better looking I get. But this is not a visually stunning show or program or video. So if you just want to listen, you can multitask. Put in your earbuds, keep your Facebook going in the background. You can hear the show. Uh, you can go back at, you know, at, a, at a later date if for whatever reason you don't get a chance to finish the show and you can watch it because it'll it'll live here on Facebook and I'm going to put it on YouTube. And like I said, we're working with some podcasting outlets as well. We'll try to get that going. But let's talk about the news because that's really, that's really what you're here for. You don't care about the studio. You don't care about my new hairstyle. All you care about is what's going, what, what's important to you. What are the three big things you need to know today? Well, I happen to know what they are. Three. three. First of all, Megan Kelly jumped ship. She's out at Fox. She's moving over to NBC. I'll tell you exactly why. We'll play you her announcement if you missed it. And uh, a couple of, couple of other theories. Plus, I got some comments from folks on my anchor and on my Snapchat. I'll play those back in just a minute, too. Plus, two. two. Republicans, man. We sure are stupid, aren't we? Holy cow. What a what a wasted opportunity we had yesterday. I mean, we just every good thing Donald Trump did for the Republican Party over the last year, the actual Republicans undid in one day. Uh, we'll get into why they're ridiculous. And uh, one. one. Also, term limits. Ted Cruz back in the news helping Donald Trump to drain the swamp, as promised. Also, a good buddy of mine, uh, Congressman uh, Ron DeSantis, my good mutt buddy. I mean, I actually met the guy once, but, you know, it, it, I'm embellishing a little. I know his wife really well. Uh, she's a she's a local reporter here in Jacksonville. They just had a baby. So we're going to we're going to try to get in touch with him and talk to him tomorrow on the show. I'm waiting back on an email, but he has co-sponsored a bill with Ted Cruz to limit congressional terms. Both Congress and Senate 
It's something Donald Trump claimed he wanted to do. It's something Donald Trump claimed we should do because, again, Donald Trump ain't no pro-politician. He don't care. He'll take four years, eight years, whatever. Then he's going to go on to the next thing. But there are people in Washington, the same people that do nothing over and over again, that treat it as a career, and it's not. Being a politician should not be something anybody strives to do. As we've seen, being a politician should be something, A, that you're called to do, that you do for a little while, and then you hand off to somebody who's not totally jaded and, you know, basically, uh, basically institutionalized by Congress, because what a horrible, what a, what a horrible place. I'd rather be uh, in prison for eight years than than in Congress. Anyway, we'll talk to Ron DeSantis hopefully about that tomorrow. First, though, I want to talk about Megyn Kelly because this has been going on for a long time. Megyn Kelly, the fox at Fox. And I say that not to be sexist. I'm not calling her Fox because she's very attractive, because she is very attractive. But I'm calling her because she's cunning and smart, just like a it's like, are you buying any of this? Is it is, is anyone, any takers? Well, whatever. So she's leaving Fox. There's been a lot of speculation. And I kind of knew as soon as the rumors started, because the rumor started that she was going to leave Fox. Pretty much as soon as a rumor starts that something's going to happen, you know what's going to happen. I mean, we've all, we've all been around long enough to see it happen. As soon as there's a rumor, an inkling of an idea, like let's, let's go back just in our, in our recent history, like, hmm. Maybe there's something on Hillary Clinton's email server that shouldn't be, like classified info. As soon as that rumor started, you knew it was going to be a thing. Also, Hillary Clinton's health. As soon as she had those coughing fits and she was a, she was falling over, you knew there's something behind that. Hillary Clinton, she may this may be a thing. She may have some health problems, and uh, that of course came to be true as well. So now we look at Megyn Kelly. As soon as the rumors about Megyn Kelly leaving the Fox News network, the number one rated news network, mind you. The number one rated news network, as soon as those rumors started, you knew there was probably something to that. And yesterday it was totally confirmed. Megyn Kelly herself with a videotaped announcement. I'll be anchoring a daytime show there along with a Sunday night news magazine. And you'll see me there on the big nights, too, for politics and such. Hmm. I won't actually see you there because I don't watch NBC on the big nights. I prefer to watch news networks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, by the way, uh, she went on to talk about how uh, she's excited for NBC and she's looking and what kind of what she's going to be doing. Uh, and uh, oh, this, listen to this. The, it, listen to this goodbye and thank you that she gave to Fox News. I am very grateful to NBC for this opportunity. And I am deeply thankful to Fox News. I did, did you sense a little bit of insincerity there? I am deep. Listen to it one more time. Listen to it one more time. I am very grateful to NBC for this opportunity. And I am deeply thankful to Fox News. And I am deeply thankful to Fox News. So thankful, by the way, that her last day is Friday. Her last day is Friday. That's like, that's not even, that's two days. That ain't two weeks notice. Whatever happened at two weeks notice? Whatever happened to the smooth transition? It's like, it's like Obama and Trump. Oh, we're going to have a smooth transition. Then peace out, biatch. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm on, I'm on my way to bigger and better things. So she's heading to NBC. And here's, here, listen to her job response. By the way, all right, I'm not saying that I'm the world's most popular broadcaster because I'm not. There's 175 people watching this live. That's decent. Nowhere near the top uh, upper echelon. But I do know some people in the broadcasting industry, and I have a little bit of a history of it, with this. And I feel like Megyn Kelly may be making a little bit of a mistake because there are people... There are people who can jump from network to network or a radio station to radio station or, or you know, like outlet website to website, whatever it is, and have a lot of people follow them because they truly are the reason that people watch and or listen. Perfect example, Howard Stern. 
Howard Stern was on every radio station or in every city across America, and everybody listened to Howard Stern, even if they hated him, especially if they hated him. And then he said, you know what? Forget this. I'm jumping to satellite radio. And satellite radio, the only reason they survived was because of Howard Stern. And the the majority of their listeners are still to this day because of Howard Stern. And Howard Stern brought that audience with him. People were willing to pay that money, make that leap. I think there are I think there are people in the in the uh, industry that can do that. There are also people in the industry that just can't. And the bad news is they think they can. They think they can. For example, I think that if you looked at other news personalities from Fox News, per, for example, maybe Bill O'Reilly. If Bill O'Reilly said, "I'm taking the O'Reilly factor over to well, not CNN. That's a horrible. That's a horrible. Maybe I don't know some other." There's really no other place for him to take it. But if he were going to move it to, let's say, a new network or a smaller network or Spike TV or the the Food Network, I don't even know. But if he said, I'm going to move my stuff over to this other network, I guarantee a lot of people would follow him. I don't know that Megyn Kelly is the kind of person you follow. Meaning, I think more people watched Megyn Kelly because she was on Fox News than watched Fox News because Megyn Kelly was on it. Does that make sense? I hope so. For example, I host a very popular morning show in Jacksonville, Florida. It's great. Number one show. We have a lot of laughs. We've been doing it forever. And I like to think that it's all because of me. However, I'm not stupid. I know that there's a lot of other things on our show, like very popular music from people who are more popular than I am. Justin Bieber, DNCE, you know, Pitbull, like everybody, everybody's more popular than I am. Then I know that we do, we do a lot of entertainment news and people like to hear about the Kardashians and all that junk. If I left or if I were left behind, hopefully neither one of those things happens anytime soon, but I don't know that there would be a huge dent <laughs> in there. I think they would be okay. I don't know that I'm, I could be wrong, but Megyn Kelly to me is one of those people that is famous because she's on Fox News. And when she leaves, I don't know that she's going to make NBC better. What I think is going to happen is whoever takes her place on Fox News is going to become even more famous because it's the the network is greater than the personality. Does that? And again, not to negate Megan's talent or anything. She's great. I love the. I never met her, but when we were at the convention, I was up in the like level four, and she was down in the press room, and I used my zoom lens to zoom in. And this is sounding really creepy. But we were in the same room together. Is what is exactly? I mean, granted, it was it was the the uh, where the Cleveland Cavaliers play, but it was a big room. But we were in the same room together. I wish her well. But listen to this is another reason why I think my theory holds water. Because listen, oh wait, hold on, me. I'll be anchoring a daytime show there. This is what she will be doing at NBC. I'll be anchoring a daytime show there, along with a Sunday night news magazine, and you'll see me there on the big nights too for politics and such. Again, I, I, I won't be watching. Uh, I won't be watching on ever really. But anyway, but especially on the big nights. But here's the thing: the first thing is very interesting. The first thing they promised her is a, they didn't promise her any more money. And this is another reason why you have to realize this is less about Megan's upward mobility and more that she didn't like it at Fox. And they weren't all that happy with her either. Maybe there was some animosity. And the reason is because she's not making more money. Most of the time, people are wooed away by cash, but she's not. She's being wooed away by exposure. She wants a daytime talk show. They're giving her a daytime talk show. She doesn't want to be the next Bill O'Reilly. She wants to be the next Ellen DeGeneres or Oprah Winfrey or uh, who else is uh, who else is on daytime? Harry Connick Jr. 
That's, <laughs> did you know Harry Connick Jr. was on date? I didn't either. I had to Google it. I had to Google obscure, obscure TV talk. Oh, look, Harry Connick Jr. He's a good guy. Uh, anyway, so she wants to be that. She wants to, to reach that daytime, mostly female audience who are, are familiar with her, like her. And she adds, you know, some actual intelligence and, 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 uh, and education and maybe a little bit more of that news background than those other personalities have. But that's the primary thing she mentioned right out of the, right out of the gate. I'm going to be doing a daily talk show. Then of course, I'm going to be doing the Sunday night hard news show, which is cool. And then, yeah, if there's a big election or some political event, I'll jump in there and I'll, I'll offer up some of my services for that too. So it's a three tier, but notice no one is reporting more money. In fact, they're reporting the opposite. They're reporting that as soon as it was made uh, public, that, that Megyn Kelly was shopping herself around. They're saying that more than uh, that most of the network said, we just can't compete with the salary you're getting at Fox. Two reasons for that. Number one, they don't make as much money as the Fox News Network because ain't nobody watching the Fox News Network. And number two, they just, you know, they need it to, to they need to buy, I don't know, like cool sets and touch screens and all that. Have you noticed all the touch screens when you go to CNN? Gosh, their set is so expensive. If they spent that money on like actual, I don't know, news producers, news reporters, if they spent that money on, on personalities who weren't biased and maybe offered up some real sound opinions, uh, you know, bipartisan opinion, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe it would work. Megyn Kelly's going to be fine. Don't cry for her. I don't think NBC is going to see the skyrocketing ratings that they think they're going to see. And I think Fox News is going to be A-OK with Bill O'Reilly and Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson is going to get a huge bump. And I don't even know who else is that. Brian Kilmeade, my good buddy, uh, Brian Kilmeade. I have him I'm actually friends with. I can legitimately say we've had lunch together. We've hosted live events together. I have two of his books autographed, one of them to me, on my shelf, uh, maybe he'll get maybe he'll get the gig. He'd be great at it. So somebody at Fox News is about to see their um, what do you call it? Their assets overflow. They're about to see their their price tag rise, and they're going to have a and they can and they can thank Megyn Kelly for it. I asked now. Here's the question I want to know, and I'll get to some of the comments. I'm going to get to some of the comments here in just a minute because I know I'm sorry I've been neglecting the comments, but I've just been trying to get the the first point out there, and then we'll get to uh, to the the second two points. But I, I do want to co- get to some of the comments first. By the way, uh, if you haven't yet shared this, please do because we're trying to build this up as like a regular thing. I know you guys are craving this regular interaction, so share it and like it, and that will help. You know that will help it grow. It will help new people come and find it. Uh, if you think it's something your friends and family would like and enjoy, if you're like, you know, my friends and family would love to be part of this conversation, or maybe they just like DIY pallet walls or guys who wear plaid, or maybe they have a, a fetish for bald dudes, whatever reason you think your friends and family on Facebook would like this, go ahead and like, and share it for me so they can experience it. Also, this is my favorite thing. If you know for a fact that you have a lot of Democrats or liberals or people who are not like-minded like us, to people who are way over, wait, which is the, this is the right, they're way over here on the left, definitely share it because they're going to get annoyed. And there's nothing more fun than annoying Democrats. I'm going to, I should put that right here. Ow. I think I just got a splinter. I should sand the wall and then put that. Right there. Okay, so here's a comment I got from James. I went on Anchor, which is a cool app if you want to share audio back and forth. It's like an audio uh, Twitter. And I asked, uh, I said, basically, are you going to follow Megyn Kelly to Fox News or are you going to keep watching Fox News and just watch whoever they put in her spot? Here's what James had to say. I will be following her, most definitely. I do watch her on the Fox station from time to time. If I'm, you know, just flipping through channels and everything. I don't quite remember how long I've been following Megyn Kelly for exactly. 
but I know I have been following her for a, a while. Okay, so that guy is going to go to NBC. That guy doesn't say, I mean, I don't know, just as, I, he didn't seem like he knew exactly what was going on. I think he heard the name Megyn Kelly and thought, yeah, sure, I'll follow her. And maybe that's what they're hoping for. Maybe they're hoping that people are going to be flipping the channels, trying to find something to watch, trying to find news, and they're going to say, oh, Megyn Kelly, I remember her. And they're going to watch whatever whatever it is that, that NBC is putting out. The problem is, you know what's going to happen after that? Megyn Kelly's going to be talking and someone's going to get dragged in and then they're going to cut to Brian Williams or or uh, Lester Holt or somebody else who just has no opinions and no backbone. And then uh, and then they're just going to turn away and they're going to go back to Fox News Channel. Let's get to some of the comments. So here's the question. And you can comment right now or if you've commented already, I'll go back. Will you be following Megyn Kelly to NBC or are you going to continue to watch Fox News? Because for you, it's more about the Fox News Network than it is about whoever's broadcasting on the Fox News Network. Uh, Ed Cardinal, that did not sound like any guy. <laughs> You're so bad, Ed. Uh, just don't like Don Lemon. Mm, yeah, Don Lemon. I would, you know what, fun fact. If you want to, here's what they should do. If you want uh, CNN, he's CNN, right? If you put, uh, if you want CNN, uh, if you work at CNN, you want more viewers, make sure somebody else hires Don Lemon away. You might see your, you might see your ratings go up. Uh, let's see. Tony would be great on Fox at nine. Tony, Tony, give me a last name. Oh, Tony from the Blaze. Oh, Tommy Lauren, is that here? <laughs> Tommy Lauren. Yeah, she's she. Here's the thing about Tommy Lauren. All right, and again, I I a good friend of mine, a guy that works with me, says, hey, do, he wrote to me the other day. He goes, do you know who Tommy Lauren is? And I was like, yes, I'm on. I'm quite familiar with her. And he goes, she's great. We should put her on the radio. And I said, I don't, I think Tommy Lauren's wasted on the radio. She's fine in front of the camera. She's exactly where she needs to be. Tommy Lauren's great. I love her. In three to four minute bits, the rants that she does about Black Lives Matter and about Obama and about Obamacare and the election and the Comedy Central show, whatever, all those rants she does that are three minutes long edited, they're brilliant. Excuse <laughs> me. They're brilliant. They're so good. And they're so compelling and they get shared millions and millions of times and so many people see them. I don't know if that would translate to, say, an hour, like, uh, you know, the Lauren file or whatever you would call it. But she definitely has a place. Um, on she is really, I mean, she's, of course, she's an up and comer. Everybody loves, uh, everybody loves Tommy Lauren. Take Juan Williams and Geraldo Rivera with you, Megyn Kelly. Oh, so that's uh <laughs> Yeah, those are two not very popular personalities either. Juan Williams, people sort of kind of, I mean, I guess they hired him because they needed that, uh, they needed that, that, that liberal counterbalance, isn't that what, kind of like the reason they have Alan Combs, but Alan Combs is like the worst liberal to offer any kind of opinion because people just trample all over him. Um, and then Geraldo Rivera, the thing with Geraldo Rivera, I know a lot of people don't like him, but I kind of do like, I, the reason I'm a, a more of a Geraldo Rivera fan than most people is because he's so, you just have no idea what he's going to say. You don't know. He, he's going to change his mind. He's going to flip-flop more than, uh, than you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 who's the guy that ran for president? Mitt Romney or Hillary Clinton or really any politician. That's what Mitt Romney's going to, he, he, or that's what, uh, that's what Geraldo Rivera is going to do. You never know which side, one day he's going to come in and he's going to be like Sean Hannity's best friend. And then the next day he's like, Shep Smith, you are so right on. And you're just like, whoa, where, where are this guy's all over the place? Uh, no, I will stay with Fox, not following Megan anywhere. Haven't liked Megan Kelly in a while. Uh, same as Republican party. Don't care who I follow the party. 
You are 100% correct. So many great conservative women to replace her. I fell out of love with her during the presidential election. She started being a liberal badgerer instead of a, being a mediator or moderator. That is true. And th th the reason they do that is because they have too many moderators at once. When you have when you have two or three people moderating a debate, it doesn't just become a debate. It becomes a it becomes a um, competition for camera time. And here's the problem with people in the news and the TV industry really in general. Camera time is everything. It's like a basketball player. You want as much time on the court because the more time you get on the court, the more baskets you can make, the more rebounds you can get, the more blocks, uh, all that kind of stuff. And that's what you want. You want more FaceTime on TV. So they become badgery. They become annoying. They become you, you, you like liberal or, or just contrary to whoever, whoever is on stage. They, they take the contrary opinion because they know it's going to get them more FaceTime than the person sitting next to them. That's why I hate multi-moderator debates. I love the single moderator format. And I think we saw that. I think we saw that in the last debate that was, what's the dude's name with the hair who was actually kind of decent at, at debate moderation? And everyone said the same thing. He's the best one. And the reason is because he wasn't competing against anyone else for FaceTime. He knew he was going to get all the FaceTime that he needed and everybody else was just going to be watching uh, the two candidates. She's too, oh, Jennifer Stoneberg. She's too full of herself. Can't wait for her to leave. You only 48 hours, not even. Uh, she only gets watched because of her time slot and being between Bill and Hannity. I'll tell you what, man, that is, if I were going to be in a Fox News sandwich, that's exactly the place you would want to be. Holy cow. You got a big, thick slice of, this sounds, this is going to sound really dirty. Please don't anybody, please don't anybody, you know, edit this and just make it a, make it a, a quip, uh, sound clip. But you got a big, thick slice of, of, of Bill O'Reilly. And then you got, you know, Megyn Kelly. And then you got another big old fat honking slice of Hannity on top. And I mean, that is just, that is a rating success sandwich. Look, someone's going to be in there. Could be Tucker Carlson. Could be uh, Brian Kilmeade. Could be somebody else. And I do think, I do think that they're going to promote from within because they're not stupid over there. They know what they're doing. They are going to promote from within. That's what they do. They're going to look at every personality they have. They're going to look at every contributor that they have. They're going to go back at the ratings. They're going to say, who's the most popular? They're going to go on, on they're going to have focus groups and, and, and data research, and they're going to figure out who is the most capable and the most popular and who is going to keep people watching between Bill O'Reilly and Sean Hannity. And that person's going to get the slot or they may move Hannity back up. I don't know what they're going to do. But, uh, but you know, I'll tell you what, they also, there's been talk of Bill O'Reilly retiring. And now that Megyn Kelly's gone, I don't know that that's going to happen. He may just, he may just resign for a little. In fact, Bill O'Reilly, if you're listening, which why, I mean, I'm surely you have something better to do, but if you're listening, call your agent because now they really, really, really need you to stay, dude. This might be the time, like a short term, big money deal. They're, they got. They need to make sure that nobody else leaves that lineup. I'm just saying. This is again my limited experience in this kind of stuff. Watch Lou Dobbs and DVR Tucker. Uh, you know what? I was almost on the Lou Dobbs show once. Uh, they wrote to me and they said, "Hey, we would love. We saw one of your YouTube videos. Would you be willing to come on this Saturday?" And I said, "No problem." And they said, "Great. Can you send us some more information?" So I sent them like three more videos, and I never heard from them again. Obviously, I sent them the wrong videos. Greta Van Susteren, I don't think she's going to come back. She hates it there now. Waters, yeah, Waters is good too. Uh, let's see, Louis. Uh, over the last year in the election process, I started watching Fox News, which ruined local news. But Kelly was my least favorite. Look forward to the new show to go in. I love Tucker Carlson, by the way, and I never was a Tucker Carlson fan. And in fact, 
you're going to laugh at me, but I get the Limbaugh letter and I just got it today. And there is a one-on-one -on -one interview with, with Rush Limbaugh and Tucker Carlson. My interview, I don't know if you ever read the Limbaugh letter, but it's very funny because in these interviews, okay. <laughs> well, and don't tell, don't tell Rush that I'm ragging on him. But basically, here's the thing. I love the Limbaugh letter. Very informative, very informative uh, periodical. <laughs> but when they do these interviews, they put Rush's words in blue and they put whoever he's interviewing, they put him or her in black. So you can differentiate. So, you know, Rush is in blue and, and the other person is in black. And I would say the majority of these that I've read, there's more blue than black, which means there's way more Rush than whoever he happens to be interviewing. And this one maybe is about 50-50, but, but, <laughs> but there's a lot of blue, which is great because Rush has some great and informative stuff. But typically when you read an interview, there's a short little question and then a really long answer from whoever they're interviewing. Not, not in the Limbaugh letter, folks. It is, it is, I mean, you know, Rush is large and in charge and that's, that's the reason. Anyway, Tucker Carlson in this month's issue, uh, get ready or buckle up for the Trump boom. All right, let's move off of Megyn Kelly because, wow, it's already been 26 minutes. And let's get to the second thing uh, that we want to talk about. And the second thing that I do want to talk about is this uh, thing about the GOP being so stupid. Republicans, like, I just, I, I totally can't even with these guys and gals. I totally can't even. The Republicans and this whole ethics committee thing. Where, okay, where's where's my music? I had music here for just a second. The Republicans with this with this whole ethics committee thing. I don't know. I don't know what their thought process is, but they come in new year, you know, new Congress, uh, new mandate from the American people. Hey, you know, help us make America great again. Remember that? Oh, where's my Hatchimal Donald Trump? Hatchimal Donald Trump. Make America great again. That's the goal. And they rode Donald Trump's coattails into victory. The reason we have so many Republicans in Congress and, and in the Senate nowadays is because of Donald Trump's whirlwind campaign, because Donald Trump got all of the deplorables together and got them to, to realize that we've got to be focused on these ideals. We've got to make America rich again, make America strong again, make America great again. We've got to build the wall. Wait, I've got that too. I will build a great wall and Mexico will pay for it. That's, I if you missed the Dana show the other day when I filled in, I taught my daughter's Hatchimal how to say Donald Trump's greatest uh, hits. We're going to win and win and win and win. Ah! I, you can teach Hatchimals to say everything. It's so much fun. So uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. So they had these great ideals. Make America rich again. Make America strong again. Make er, I did it wrong. And make America uh, strong, rich and great again. So that's all the Republicans had to do. They just had to come in and say, all right, first day, we'll swear in, we'll take a bunch of pictures, it'll be fun, and then let's just get down to business. Let's get down to brass tacks. Let's start voting on, uh, you know, uh, Obamacare, or let's start voting on some kind of border policy, or let's look, at the, let's look at the issues that Donald Trump laid out very succinctly every single time he went out to speak, which was every day, three times a day. Let's take a look at all these issues that Americans said we feel are important to us. Let's take a look at everything that we want that we want on and start getting to work on it. They didn't do that. They let this guy, uh, Good Latte, Representative Good Latte, which great name. I'm a, I'm a coffee drinker myself. I love a good latte, but this was more like a like a bad cappuccino, like a crappuccino, because this good latte guy comes in and he says, hey, you know what the first thing we need to do is get rid of the uh, get rid of the Congressional Oversight Committee on Ethics. Which, I mean, again. 
I don't know. Maybe it's a big thorn in everyone's side. I get it. If you're a politician, you don't want to go, you don't want someone breathing over your neck, chasing down every internet tip, chasing down every uh, wild rumor that they hear about you. You want a little breathing room. Yeah, maybe you want to go to Vegas and, and let your hair down. Uh, oh, you know, when you have a, when you're on a congressional break, maybe you did uh, flirt with somebody online a little more than you should have, but you're doing, you're in there and you're doing good. And you don't want somebody just harassing you every single moment. Cause let's face it, ain't nobody perfect, right? I get it. But at the same time, if you're trying to set yourself up as a, a new Congress, a breath of fresh air, a Congress that is going to drain the swamp, a Congress that is not going to be made up of elites, a Congress that is thinking about the American people first then the first thing you should do is pass congressional stuff that benefits the American people and not yourselves. And this whole idea to come in and say, hey, we need to get rid of this uh, you know, ethics committee, the oversight committee. We don't want any more ethical investigations. It's bringing us down, man. It's, 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 what a buzz. You're shaving my buzz with all these ethics investigations. Dude, I'm just trying to have a little bit of fun. I'm a congressman for crying out loud. I mean, that's what's, that's what's primarily on your mind. So of course, Donald Trump comes in and he tweets, I want to make sure I get this, uh, I want to make sure I get the tweet correct because it was brilliant. Donald Trump comes in and he tweets. And by the way, I should point out too that Paul Ryan, who we give a whole bunch of slack to because, well, he deserves it. Uh, Paul Ryan was not on board with this. And the big problem with Paul Ryan is, here's the good and bad about Paul Ryan. The good news is that Paul Ryan uh, was on the right side of this thing. The bad news is he didn't have the power to get everyone else on the right side. So, so Paul Ryan's on the right side of this issue, but he can't persuade the rest of the, Demo the uh, Republicans in the Congress to be on his side as well. So he looks totally worthless, smart, but worthless, with two great ways to describe Paul Ryan. And then Donald Trump comes in and doesn't even come in. He's sitting in Trump Tower or on the plane, or he could have been on his gold-plated toilet. For all, like He could have been on the crapper, for all I know. And he gets on Twitter and he writes... With all that Congress has to work on, do they really have to make the weakening of the independent ethics watchdog as unfair as it is may, as it may be their number one act and priority? Focus on tax reform, health care, and so many other things of far greater importance. Hashtag DTS, which we all know stands for Drain to Swamp. So Donald Trump <laughs> doesn't even think be in Washington. He goes on Twitter. He calls them out and they bag it, man. They scramble. They all tuck to good latte is like, all right, fine, whatever. They have this closed door meeting. It's very embarrassing because this is, again, their first day where they get sworn in. So many of them have brought their family members, their children, their wives, their their mistresses, whoever's there. They brought them all uh, to this great to this great, important day in their lives. They're going to become part of the next Congress. Oh, it's so exciting. Such a monumental day. And in the middle of all the photo shoots and things, they got to ditch their family, go to some closed door meeting where they're like, look, we're dumping this whole Trump's mad. We're getting angry phone calls from all over the place. We're getting, uh, you know, angry, angry message. I mean, people were the media was just ripping them to shreds. Rightly so, because it's just bad PR. I mean, it's a horrible. That's the problem with the GOP. I'm again, I'm a Republican. I voted Republican, blah, blah, blah. But whenever something like this happens. I find myself Googling libertarianparty.org or whatever. I'm like, you know, maybe, God, why does this? Why? And it happens a lot. Someone makes a decision like this where they say, this is, this is what we should do. And it becomes the focal point and the PR is out there and they lose all the people that came over from the Democratic Party and all the moderates and all the libertarians who supported Donald Trump 
all those 2 million people that he got to bring over, a lot of them are probably thinking, you know what, what the hell am I doing here? This is what this party's all about. I'm going back. I'm going back. That's why Trump had to step in to protect his base. And keep in mind, Donald Trump's base and the Republican Party base, very different. They do overlap a little, but they are not the same group of people. It is not one concentric circle. It is two circles that connect in the middle, and there's a small group in there for both. By the way, Donald Trump's circle is way bigger than the Republican. It's like it's like the big, it's a big circle. It's made of gold too, and Italian marble, uh, and and Corinthian uh, leather. It's a very nice. So if I were given the choice, I would pick that circle. Anyway, where was I? Oh yeah. So they're they're losing people because they don't like that this is the first step that the new Congress takes when they come to power. And the problem, again, is the PR. Donald Trump's PR people should go to, to uh, Congress and work with them because the GOP needs better. They need GOPR is what they need. They need GOPR, grand old public relations, because that's where they get the bad rap. And that and it's look, there's Democrats that hate this stuff, too. It wasn't just going to be Republicans voting on this. I'm sure a lot of Democrats, I'm sure a lot of Democrats, you know who you are. <laughs> don't want. They're, they're, I, I guarantee the majority of Congress doesn't want anyone poking around in their ethics, because number one, a lot of them probably get power hungry and make mistakes. And number two, what's ethical and what's not ethical is subject to interpretation. It's not a, it's not a, it's it's not a black and white issue, not a racist comment, just a comparison. So ethics is something that it's like beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Ethics is in the eye of the, you know, sinner. I don't know, whatever. But there's, it's something that's going to be very difficult for anyone to prove, uh, you know, being unethical or not. Uh, it's more of, it's more of just, it's, I get it. It's a pain. I don't like when my boss looks over my shoulder either. I don't like when my boss goes on my Facebook page and starts liking stuff. Cause then I go, great. What the hell else is he going to see that he's not going to like? I understand where you're coming from, but don't make it such a big thing. Bury it one day, like after after three months on the job. Don't go in there all gung-ho on the first day saying, we're going to do whatever we want, and no one can hold us accountable for anything. It's bad news. Uh, Democrats invented bad ethics, says Ed Cardinal. Truth. This is truly a showing the control of the direction of the country. Paul Ryan has uh, Paul Ryan sits back to see what's popular. First of all, Okay, let's see what it morning. Let's see. Very bad. I'm going through some of the comments here on Facebook. Sharon Michaels, I say make America healthy again. Repeal Obamacare, I'm guessing was the next word. Uh, Ryan, big flip-flopper. And again, the problem with Ryan is, I mean, it's nice to see that he's on the right side of this, but I just wish he had some power. I mean, Donald Trump holds so much power over the over the Republicans in Congress. Great news for us, by the way, because it means that he's going to be able to manipulate them into doing whatever he wants. They... They clearly have no backbone. They clearly have no strength. They are, are, are focused on winning elections again, which is always the problem. They're focused on their donors, always the problem. And Donald Trump is not. When you're beholden to nobody, you are, there should, there is a quote, when you're beholden to nobody, your answer to your wife, I don't, something like that. There's a guy, you know, I'll look it up. I'll have it for you tomorrow. Uh, but that's the whole, that's the whole issue. The Republicans screwed up twice. Number one, they screwed up by introducing this on the first day and getting all this bad publicity. And number two, they screwed up again by backing down because now not only do they look like they're stupid, but they look like they're weak and spineless. So now on the first day of what's supposed to be one of the best days in American history, the new Congress coming into power, the, the Congress that is going to get Donald Trump's agenda done. These are the people that are going to undo Obamacare and undo all the presidential parties and un, uh, pardons and undo all the bad things that have been done for the past eight years. On the very first day, they came in and said, hey, guys, we're going to get sworn in and then we're going to look stupid and, and weak. 
Thank God for Donald Trump and his Twitter. That's all I'm saying. Donald Trump's Twitter, Donald Trump's Twitter is, is more powerful than any backroom meeting that's ever been held in the Senate or the Congress. You know, you always, they always talk about the backdoor deals and the backroom deals. And you imagine like you open the, you open these big oak doors and there's a bunch of old dudes in suits smoking cigars and drinking whiskey. And they're just like, yeah, I'm smoking cigars, drinking whiskey, making deals. We don't care what the American public thinks. We don't care what the American public says. Where did we just care about the money? Ha <laughs> ha. And they're like, and they're lighting their cigars with hundred dollar bills. Cause that's, which is, you, you always, I always looked at that because you see in the movies that people, it's dumb because you obviously have to light the $100 bill with something first. So why wouldn't you just use that to light your cigar? But I guess it's to prove a point. So they're in there and they're, they're using American taxpayer dollars to light their expensive cigars and make their backroom deals. And then all of a sudden, here comes Donald Trump, who doesn't even go to Washington, who doesn't even call anybody. He gets on his cell phone, he gets on Twitter, and he tells them, you guys are acting like morons. Stop it. Drain this. He doesn't even write drain the swamp. Just DTS. The three most powerful letters. The letters DTS will stop any congressional foolishness in its tracks from anywhere in the entire world. I mean, it's amazing. It's truly incredible. It's truly incredible. And this, uh, this is exactly why Donald Trump will succeed because of the power he yields. Jay Schultz writes, sure wish I weren't burning so much data listening to this audio show. Jay, I, you know what? It's, it's your choice, dude. You can, <laughs> you can leave it. Anyway, I will have a, I will have a podcast of this later too. And also get unlimited data or get on the Wi-Fi. pull into, you know, any one of the multiple restaurants that offers free Wi-Fi. We'll, look, we'll, we'll wrap this up. I get it. We've been chatting a long time, but before we do two more points, I want to make quickly. First of all, is these term limits, Ted Cruz, who everyone thought was going to be a thorn in Donald Trump's side. Ted Cruz came out yesterday with Ron DeSantis, who's a congressman from right here in Jacksonville from St. John's County. And, uh, and he, they basically came in and they co-sponsored a bill for term limits. I mean, isn't that not amazing? Isn't that incredible that they, they want a constitutional amendment limiting terms? Uh, I've, I think it's like two terms for the Senate and for the House, it may be four. Uh, I don't I have to, I have to double check. Uh, but anyway, I reached out to Ron DeSantis' office. I just got a text. That's what I was looking at. I got a text. We're going to be talking to him tomorrow. He actually agreed to uh, talk to me. So obviously he forgets who I am. <laughs> He thinks, I'm, he thinks I'm more important than I am, which is great. As long as he's fooled, hopefully we can fool some other people too. But they co-sponsored this bill for term limits, limits which was one of the well, the uh, the pinnacles of Donald Trump's campaign, was to drain the swamp, was to keep the, uh, to keep the elites from gaining too much power. And the, the way you do that is by cutting them off after a certain amount of time. Because let's face it, who really needs to be a senator their entire life? You're not supposed to be. You're supposed to go out. You're supposed to get a job. You're supposed to work among the people. You're supposed to build businesses. You're supposed to learn real world experience. Maybe go to law school, learn something about the actual laws that you're going to be creating. And then you go and you serve your time two, maybe three, uh, you know, uh, terms tops. And then you go retire somewhere. Or you go off and you start another business or a consultancy or something. But there are people in there that refuse to let go. They refuse it. They go in there and they say, this is a steady paycheck. It's minimal work. I'm kind of famous. The only problem is that pesky ethics committee, but we'll get rid of them one day. Maybe when that new Congress starts and they go in and they, and they just live off of us for their, their entire lives and they love it. Well, now Ted Cruz is, is at the forefront of, of 
of pushing through this legislation, pushing through this amendment to the Constitution, rather, rather, that Donald Trump promised we would have. Ted Cruz, the guy who refused to endorse Donald Trump. Ted Cruz, the guy who got booed at the Republican National Convention. And Senator Cruz, again, I apologize for booing so loud. I was caught up as crowd mentality. You know, it was like a mob mentality. Everyone was booing. I was standing there. I was like, oh, yeah, boo. Wait, why are we? Oh, right, because he didn't, he didn't, uh, he didn't uh, say he was supporting Donald Trump. Anyway, so there he is, and he's at the forefront uh, with Ron DeSantis, again, who we're going to be chatting with tomorrow. So that's exciting. Very exciting news. And again, before Donald Trump even swears the oath of office, before he's sworn, before he even walks into the White House and says, uh, he needs more, needs more uh, gaudiness, before he does any of that, he is making positive change and inspiring positive change. Well, except in the Congress. All right, before we go, a uh, couple things. Number one, this was fun. I'm going to try to get it up on a podcast so that, so that you know, you, Jay doesn't have to use up his data. And, he, you know, you can, you could, you don't, all, by the way, uh, you could just watch this in little pieces or you could wait till you get home and watch it. Uh, but also my daughter is still selling cookies. I put the link, by the way, thank you to everybody. You guys sent like 70 boxes of cookies to the troops. Uh, there's a link in the, there's a link in the description of this. If you're, if you're on YouTube or Facebook, you can see it in the description. If you're on the podcast page, go to uh, markk.com and go to my YouTube page or my Facebook page. You'll find the link, but you guys, the, the Girl Scouts this year, they have these digital websites and not only can you order cookies from anywhere in the country and have them shipped to your door, which is great news for me because as a dad, that means I don't have to get in the minivan in two months, drive to the gym, load it up with cookies, and then walk my daughter around the block delivering these things to you lazy folks. Uh, but the, the post office can, you know, do it directly. It's shipped directly to your door. It's a great service. You pay for it online. We don't even have to see each other. And, and, uh, and 70 people have already done that. But it, if you're one of those folks who's like, dude, I don't eat cookies. I'm fat. It's January. I'm a, I just resolved to give up junk food and exercise more. I get it. I get it. I understand. The last thing you need in your life is a cookie, especially if you made a resolution to lose weight, eat better and exercise. So what you can do is you can buy cookies and ship them free of charge. They pay the shipping free of charge to the troops overseas, to the fighting men and women. And we, I had a couple people went on and ordered 10 boxes each just to be shipped to the troops. I had on my Facebook post, the first one I made, a lot of people who served in the military saying, man, I remember getting those cookies. I remember getting those cookies from the Girl Scouts, being overseas in Iraq, in Afghanistan, in, you know, I mean, there, you, you guys are all over the place, in South Africa, and uh, it was another place, Guam, all over. You get these packages of cookies, and they said, I would, I would bite into a Thin Mint or a Tagalong or a Samoa. And it would be, it would be like a little taste of home. And it just made me so happy. So make some troops happy. The link's up there. You can click on it. You can, uh, you can order some cookies and have them sent directly to the troops. In fact, that's what I'm going to do here in just a minute. Danny Boy Davis says, yes, send cookies to the troops. Oh, Misty Cassidy, you can buy them and send them to the grandkids. That's true too. Um, Bruce Kreps, yeah, but then I have guilt at the grocery store when they're hanging out. Dude, Bruce, this is exactly my point, Okay. This is exactly that. They should not do that. They should not be allowed to guilt you with their sad little faces when you're walking out of the grocery store after just dropping God knows how much on overpriced food. And then you're like, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give cash to the Girl Scouts for cookies that I probably don't even need. But you're right. They get, don't worry about you. If we all go online and buy cookies, we'll put those, uh, we'll put those grocery store, store Girl Scouts out of business for good. It, that's probably, you know, it's not a competition. 
But yes, it is. All right. So tomorrow, Ron DeSantis, uh, Congressman Ron DeSantis, who is co-sponsoring the bill with Ted Cruz for term limits. We're going to be chatting with him live. Uh, I will have another video coming up later today. One of those little shorter rants that's not going to eat up too much of Jay Schultz's data because I know because he doesn't have unlimited. Uh, Jay, I'm, I'm picking on you, buddy, because um, because, uh, you know. I'm obnoxious that way. Anyway, this was fun. I hope to see you guys tomorrow. I don't have a closing for this thing. So uh, I got to make a note. I should make a closing. I should make a closing for this thing. Oh, before I go, here's something. I'll leave you with this. Hang on. My wife, my kids went back to school today and they were super sad because we're awesome parents. And it's, I mean, I'm not, okay, I'm not trying to brag, but my kids went back to school. They were super sad because we're awesome parents. Christmas break First of all, they're spoiled. Santa gets them Hatchimals that talk like Donald Trump for crying out loud. Make America great again. Ah! Everybody wants one of those. Uh, but with, you know, they got the Xbox. Uh, but then my wife, she has this an enormous, like, not guilt, but she she always feels the kids are out of school. It's my job as their mother to plan fun stuff. So every single day that they're out of school is like a party. My wife plans outings here, like little field trips. We go, we travel, we go out to dinner all the time. They're friend, they have play dates. I mean, it's ridiculous. The amount of fun that is had in this house between Thanksgiving and, and New Year's Day is, I mean, it's ridiculous. And it's, it wears me out. I bear, I could, didn't even have time to finish my wood wall or sand it, which is why I have splinters now. Uh, but so it's so much fun. So it's not just that they're away from school. It's that my wife turns the vacation into what it, what can only be called like a kid's nirvana is really what it is. You know, it, it smells like, it smells like, uh, like, um, like toddler spirit all over this place. Uh, so anyway, so they were super sad. My son was crying today. So my wife printed out this quote and put it in their lunchbox. Look, it says, there are better things ahead than any we leave behind. C.S. Lewis. How great is this quote for 2017? How great is this? Everybody, I'm going to adopt, I'm going to put this on the wall somewhere. Maybe, uh, well, it's too small. Maybe not. Maybe I'll just, Maybe I'll just hold it up from time to time. There are far better things ahead than any we leave behind. And I'll tell you, as we head into uh, 2017 and as we head into the uh, presidency of Donald Trump, I think that th I think that this quote is going to be more poignant than uh, even my kids will ever know. So anyway, take that with you as you go. I'm Mark K. Thanks for watching. Buy cookies. And I will uh, see you tomorrow.